speaker this morning. I'm going to open in prayer, and then we'll jump in. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for this opportunity to come together with other brothers, to catch up, to um, hear what's going on in each other's lives, to check in, to be there. Lord, I pray that you um, open our eyes to Advent well this season, to pause, to reflect on you, what you're doing in our lives and our families and our businesses. Lord, I pray for a blessing over this morning. Thank you for our speaker. Your name. Amen. Now, Tom is an old friend. Uh, he's not that old, but I've known him for over 30 years. Uh, he founded this chapter about over 15 years ago. Co-founders back there, Woody Woodfin, today. Uh, you know, Tom is uh, a lot of things, and I won't belabor it. You, you saw his bio, so I won't talk about his professional background. But uh, he's dependable. He's disciplined. He's generous um, and trustworthy. Um, I know. I know that Tom and I can share anything. He has my back. I have his. We can share victories. We can share defeats, struggles. We pray for each other and our families often. Um, he's a true NCS child. Please welcome my friend. Well, good morning, everyone. I hope I can. I hope you could all can hear me fine. Is there? Am I coming through okay? Oh, yeah. Yep. All right. Beautiful. Um, I wish I could be with you in person, but um, I am certainly happy that uh, we have technology that allows us to connect this morning. Hey, Paul. How you doing, bud? Um, I do want you to know that I continue to hear rave reports about this chapter. And I can't tell you how much that warms my heart. I was just talking to John Corcoran, my buddy, a few days ago, and he was just um, commenting how wonderful it is to be back meeting in person. The guys are showing up. And uh, I'm just really proud of you guys for keeping the tradition going. Paul and I are involved in a group on Wednesday morning in Florida. And uh, I meet with a group when I'm uh, out on the West Coast in the summertime. So this sort of morning is super important uh, to our faith walk. Um, John was also saying some great things about your new young leader, uh, Matt Wolf. Um, some of you probably don't know this, but I've known Matt for many years. A long time ago, uh, he built a skateboard half pipe half pipe in my backyard in Franklin Lakes for my son and all his buddies. And that allowed all of uh, my buddy, my son's buddies to come over and hang out in our backyard. Um, in fact, I want to, I want to share this photo of Matt back in a day. You ready for this guys? <laughs> Check out the threads, huh? Oh, was, he, was he cool or what? Huh? Pretty cool guy. Anyway, um, I am super proud of Matt and also his brother, Steve. They are just amazing young Christian leaders, and uh, I'm really excited about them uh, and watching them pursue their faith so wholeheartedly. Um, so because there's a number of newer guys to your group, which is fabulous, Matt asked Woody and I uh, sometime this summer if we would just talk to you all a little bit about our backgrounds about our faith stories, include a couple stories about 
early days of the chapter. So you heard from my buddy Woody about a month ago or so, and uh, my turn to jump in here. Uh, and I won't belabor this, I'll keep it moving along. But as many of you know, I am a Jersey guy. Uh, I grew up a little further south from where you're all meeting today, down in Morris County in a town called Chatham, which many of you I'm sure are familiar with. Um, I feel very blessed to have grown up in a Christian home. Uh, my parents were very strong faith believers. Uh, we were very actively involved in a church. I will tell you, it was a very small church. It was great for my parents because they had a lot of friends, but I will tell you, it was not really the most dynamic uh, place for kids. And I think I had 10 or 12 people in my youth group when I was in high school. So there wasn't a lot going on there. In fact, as I look back on my, uh, my faith history, my high school years, while I had a lot of fun in high school, I was primarily hanging out with my public school buddies, mostly my soccer buddies. And fortunately, uh, we were jocks, so we weren't getting in a lot of trouble, but those weren't particularly growth years in terms of my faith as I look back. Fortunately, I made the decision to go to Wheaton College. Many of you are familiar with the school outside of Chicago. A lot of family history there. My grandfather taught economics there. My parents met there. A lot of uh, my family members have gone there, and I just loved it. Um, I had some fantastic friends, um, some of whom I'm continuing to stay very much in touch with. Uh, most of those friends, again, were my soccer buddies, but this time they were faith guys. And uh, in fact, I often kid um, that uh, at Wheaton College, I majored in soccer and minored in economics. But uh, any event, uh, I, I had a great experience there. Um, I, I did take my studies seriously, but I, I, loved, uh, I loved my buddies there. I met my wife there, um, so that was a big deal. Got married right out of college. My first job was downtown Chicago in a commercial bank. I did business school in Chicago, and then Kathleen and I came back to the East Coast with a little kid in tow, and I spent the next 20 years uh, working on Wall Street, commuting in and out of uh, New York City. I'll comment on that in a minute. And then, as Andy pointed out, um, about 15 years ago or so, we started a couple of us left Goldman together. Uh, we started a private equity uh, firm focused on the energy sector, which was my industry of focus at Goldman. And uh, I slowed down about five years ago. I continue to have an advisory role with the firm and sit on a couple of boards there, but it's, it's not a lot of, uh, of active work, which is great. Um, it gives me more time to spend with family. Uh, we have four kids. We have nine grandkids. Um, everyone's coming to Florida in a couple of weeks. We'll be 20 here in the house, so pray for me. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be a blast, but uh, it'll be organized chaos. Um, one of the things I wanted to mention is church life was always an important part of, uh, for Kathleen and I and raising our kids. For most of that time when we were in New Jersey, we were at Grace Church. So I know there's some Grace Church folks in the crowd there. Um, and as Andy mentioned, we've known each other for over 30 years. We met at Grace Church. We raised our kids together. Uh, we started a Sunday school class for young marrieds with kids so that we could hang out together. Because when you have young kids and you're shuffling in and out of church and Sunday school classes, it's hard to get time together. That was a very important part of building our foundation as a young family. Um, around 20 years ago, I met my buddy, Woody Woodfin. Um, he and Renee had moved to New Jersey so his kids could go to EC. Our kids went to EC, a mutual friend. 
how to barbecue. So Woody and Renee could meet some other EC families. We hit it off on the first night we met. Um, Woody, I think you remember this, but we were uh, hanging out in the front yard for about a half an hour. And uh, we just bonded instantly. It was a divine moment. Uh, we'll never forget it. And all that to say, um, in 2005, when I left Goldman, I finally had a little more free time, if I can put it that way, at least an ability to control my time a little better. Um, I had been going to the annual retreats of McCannon Society for a number of years. I think you all know my brother started NCS back in the 90s, and he started having these annual retreats in the late 90s. They started very small. I think we were 20 guys at the first one. But we're now, it's now 2005, we're now having 200 guys show up at Lake Mohawk, and it was a blast. Um, and so I invited Andy and Woody, my two best buds, to go to that retreat. Andy had a conflict, couldn't make it. Woody said, heck, I'll, I'll, it's a flyer, but I'll do it. I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'll go along with you. And we just had a blast. And we were driving back to New Jersey, and we said, you know, we can't go a year without this kind of tight camaraderie with other marketplace guys who love Jesus. It was just way too much fun. And that's how this chapter got going. Uh, we each invited some friends. We started meeting in the spring of 05 and in my family room, just exploring the concept of starting a chapter. We did some barbecues over the summer in my backyard. We invited wife and kids so the, wife the wives would understand we weren't like starting a cult or something. Um, and in the early days, the leadership team formed in addition to Andy and Woody, uh, Brian Hands, uh, George McGovern, uh, Mark Reitzma, obviously, uh, Dwayne Muller, who some of you probably don't know, but he was a good friend of Woody's, senior guy at King's College for many years. Um, and uh, two quick stories I will, I will mention to you. Um, it was in the spring of 06 when this leadership team was now formed and tight. We're meeting regularly. We're digging into scripture. We're praying for each other. We're going to Yankees games. We're playing golf. Uh, we're just doing a lot of fun things together. We decided, hey, let's each invite a friend and see what happens. But we all made a commitment to each other that we were going to stay tight as a leadership team. And if God decided to add a few guys to the group, fantastic. And if not, that's okay too. So as you can see, the group expanded over the years and had nothing to do with any strategic plan. I promise you that. We just wanted to continue to meet with each other. And if other guys would join us, all the better. If not, no worries. Um, the second um, thing I wanted to add, which I think is a, a particularly interesting story, in the, some of you are aware of this, but in the fall of 2006, uh, my buddy Brian Hand said, hey, I'm on Ron Hutchcraft's board. And many of you know that name. I know he continues to visit our chapter. I mean, this guy is just a legend in Burden County. He was doing a huge event in the Meadowlands. And Brian goes, I think I can get him to come speak to our chapter. I mean, we're like, you know, 15 guys meeting in my family room. I'm like, get out of here. And so we rented High Mountain Golf Club, which doesn't exist anymore. It's a bunch of homes now. And, uh, and Mark Reitzma, who had been bringing his guitar, we'd do a couple of worship songs before we dug into some scripture and prayer, said, hey, I'll invite my worship band from church to come along. Said, Get out of here. That's fantastic. So that group was there at 5 a.m. setting up. And, of course, the joke 15 years uh, into this is that Mark built this as a one-time-only 
events. Well, we're only going to do this once. Well, needless to say, 15 years, uh, the BCS guy, BCS band has been showing up. And you know how much I love you guys. You're the best. So thank you for all you do. You've, uh, you've really created an atmosphere of worship when we've had these key speakers come in from around the country. And, and I appreciate that so much. So again, I'm so excited that you as a chapter are continuing to meet. I wanted to just share in terms of my faith story, kind of three defining moments uh, as I look back on my faith journey. And of course, as Annie pointed out, I've been around the track a few more laps than most of you. Um, but early in my Wall Street career, um, I real it took me a few years to realize this, but I had way too much separation between my work life and my weekend life. I jumped into the industry that's kind of an intense industry. I love what I did. I love the people I worked with. I didn't know any believers around me in my group. Um, and, I'm, you know, I'm commuting. I'm working like a dog. My weekends were fabulous. Kathleen and I had this growing family. We were involved in Grace Church. There was just so much cool stuff going on on the weekend. Um, but the two just were way too separate. And it took me a few years for the Lord to really put on my heart. I needed to be more intentional about interconnecting all of this. And I started uh, getting to know other Christian guys, even if they weren't in my firm, they were at other firms. I'd go grab them for lunch. Uh, the pa our pastor at Grace Church started coming into the city once a month and having a Bible study with us, with Grace Church guys that were working in the city. Obviously, I met Andy in the late 80s, which was super helpful. That was probably four or five years into my Wall Street career before I met Andy, which helped tremendously. Um, and so it, it, it took some time. The Lord gave me a gift at one point. There was a Christian guy that joined Goldman and a mutual friend uh, called me and said, hey, you got to go meet this guy. I went down the trading floor. I met him. We became fast friends. He was a runner. He was uh, running in the morning with some guys. He invited me to join him. Took me six months before I wasn't dying by the end of the run, but um, you know we, we've been running ever since. Uh, he ended up joining the Energy Group, which was a second gift. We started traveling together. We we're working on clients and deals together. It was just amazing. So the Lord has a way of answering prayer. He he put this on my heart. Um, I started being more intentional about it. Um, uh, there was another Christian buddy I'd met when we were kind of mid-level guys, and we became close friends. And later on, we started having breakfast or lunch with the young analysts and associates who were believers in the new classes that would come in and allow them to get to know each other, to take away that issue that I had early in my career. Um, a lot of the guys, a lot of these young kids were going to the Redeemer 6 o'clock service, Tim Keller's church at the time, and, and these young kids coming in from all over the United States, they had no idea where to go to church. They'd hook up with these other young guys. Anyway, it was a lot of fun. Second defining moment. Um, I've been reading Oswald Chambers now in addition to the Bible, first thing in the morning, uh, probably for at least 20 years now, maybe 25 years. And one morning, I'm commuting in New York City, and I'm reading um, the December, uh, the September 13th devotional uh, about surrender and the Holy Spirit grabbed my heart that morning. Some of you have heard me talk about this, but it's worth repeating. The lead in verse of that devotional says, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. That's from Matthew. Oswald then goes on to say, the surrender here is of myself to Jesus with his rest 
at the heart of my being. Gosh, did that grab my attention. His rest at the heart of my being. I'm scrambling. I'm working hard. I got four kids now involved in my church, a lot going on. And I wanted to sense his rest, his peace in my heart every single day. Um, Jesus then says, if you want to be my disciple, you must give up your right to yourself, to me. And Oswald then says, and once this is done, the remainder of your life will exhibit nothing but the evidence of this surrender. And you never need to be concerned again with what the future may hold for you. And that, those are powerful words. Whatever circumstances may be, Jesus is totally sufficient. Uh, I have lived and breathed by that concept ever since. Um, Oswald mentions uh, references, Corinthians 12, 9. That became my life verse. My grace, this is Jesus speaking to all of us now. My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. How countercultural is that concept? We as men need to surrender our hearts to Jesus every single morning. Very countercultural. And of course, the Apostle Paul, being the flamboyant guy that he is, goes on to say, so now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. Gotta love it. The third defining uh, point in my Christian walk is the establishment of the chapter that you guys are meeting at this morning. That just allowed me to go levels deeper in my faith, to see God at work in so many different ways. I wrote this down a few weeks ago when I was just thinking of what the Lord might put on my heart to share with you. And I wrote this amazing environment. Men were saved. Hearts were mended. Addictions were addressed. Lives were transformed. Friendships were built. I mean, you know, what more can you ask for in life than to hang out with good brothers doing kingdom work? That's what life is all about. It's not your career, men. It's, it's doing kingdom work, leading your family, being a soldier of the king in your areas of influence, the people that God puts into your life. Um, so I have uh, five suggestions for you. We have, um, and, and I'll wrap up with this. We have the holidays coming. You're going to be able to spend a lot of time with your family and friends. You'll have some Christmas shindigs, maybe, um, with your firms. We don't have ours anymore because of COVID, which is one of the reasons I'm Zooming. Um, and we have the new year right around the corner. So these are things that I try to remind myself of constantly. So I am sharing these friend to friend, marketplace guy to marketplace guy. This is not like, you know, pastor to church. This is, hey, I'm in the trenches with you. Uh, let's do this together. The first, and these are very, these are very straightforward. This is like nothing intellectual. First, love the Lord deeply. Read scripture, spend time with him daily. If you've never read Oswald Chambers, My Utmost for His Highest, start in January. Uh, it's a relatively short devotional, um, but it's powerful. It'll make you think. <clears throat> It'll make you think. Obviously, read that with scripture. Spend time in prayer. Soak yourself in worship. I like to use uh, YouTube and, and watch the Hillsong Band 
uh, you know, bomb out a fantastic worship song or Chris Tomlin or Matt Redden. There's so many good ones. Uh, just soak your heart in worship in the morning. Uh, an important but familiar verse, Hebrews 4, 12, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. I, I mean, scripture is just amazing. Paul and I were at a recent uh, charity event, and uh, a well-known pastor from Dallas, Jack Graham, spoke fantastic man and i'm reading his newest book um, and the very first chapter is on this concept of spending time in the word so this is a quote from a very experienced pastor the bible is alive it's dynamic it's filled with explosive power the power to convert to cleanse to correct to comfort whatever power you're in need of the bible is your ultimate source we got to spend time in the word if we're going to be christian leaders uh, my pastor down here said this in a recent message, be passionate about pursuing his presence. Enough said on that. Second, be devoted to your spouse, respect her, and love her. Woody reminds me that I used to say pretty frequently that when things aren't going well on the home front, it invades all areas of life. Nothing seems to go well when things are not at peace at the home front. It's important to invest in that relationship. And of course, conversely, uh, the opposite is also true, right? When there's peace on the home front, everything else seems to be in perspective. Kathleen and I have been married over 40 years. And one of the commitments we made from day one is to never, ever use the D word, not allowed in our household. Um, we worked through all kinds of this and that over those years, but we've stayed committed to him first and to each other next. If you feel um, your marriage needs a little fine-tuning, I highly recommend Tim Keller's book, The Meaning of Marriage. I think it's a fantastic encyclopedia on the topic. Uh, Kathleen and I have read it. My kids have all read it. Um, it's, it's really good. It, it's a, a great, he, he contrasts the uh, cultural view of marriage, which is a consumer commitment, versus the biblical view of marriage, which is a covenant commitment. Great concepts, it's a good read. Third, love and encourage your kids. I'm here to tell you time goes fast. It's just amazing to me how fast time goes. Um, I've got a Billy Graham quote for you this morning. The greatest legacy one can pass on to one's children and grandchildren is not money or other material things accumulated in one's life, but rather a legacy of character and faith. That's what we all want to achieve as, as, as uh, godly leaders of our homes is to pass on that legacy of character and faith. Um, third, this is obvious, but make sure you have a couple brothers that you are very close to, who you can be real with, you can share successes with, failures with, areas of sin that you're working through in your life, very important. Have those guys come alongside you and pray, pray that through with you. Um, the kind of verse, uh, lead verse of our chapter over the years, if we've sponsored an event or retreat or whatever, is Proverbs 27, 17. You know this verse well. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. So important to have a couple really tight, friends in your life. If you don't have that, that's your uh, 2022 assignment. 
And lastly, make yourself available to him. Every day, we should be making ourselves available to him. I try to pray every morning, Lord, show me who you want me to be a blessing to today. Um, make my antenna sensitive to those you put around me. You can be in a conversation with somebody in the workplace, um, at home, uh, in the grocery store, wherever, where um, you realize this person is in need of more than just finishing the conversation. And it, it's important for us to be mindful that to slow down, to listen. If the person's agitated, why are they agitated? There are many times that God gives us to have a spiritual conversation with someone, but we need to remember every morning to, to make ourselves open to that and sensitive to that. Um, I often say, I want, I want to be on divine assignment every day. I want that day to be more than just my to-do list. I'll admit my to-do list is a lot less intense than it used to be, but nevertheless, I still pray that. Um, it was last year at this time that uh, my Florida pastor spoke on Mary and uh, this is a quote I wrote down. Mary was an extraordinary young woman who was used to present the extraordinary Jesus to the world. We, too, are ordinary people who God wants to use to present the extraordinary Jesus to the world. We are all on this team working together, and it's fun to do it with other guys. A lot of times when I was working on a guy in our chapter or a friend that I wanted to come to our chapter, I'd start by inviting Andy, Woody, George, Paul, whoever, on the golf course with this guy. We'd surround him for four hours. He couldn't help but say, hey, I'm going to check out this group. Um, I have one more quote for you from Oswald. The true test of a saint's life is not successfulness, which is the cultural view of life, but faithfulness. We're all in this together. We're all on the same team. We have the opportunity to be involved in kingdom work every single day. And that I view as an absolute privilege. I will have a closing verse for you uh, from Psalm 32. The Lord's unfailing love surrounds the man who trusts in him. When we put our trust in him, when we tackle these areas of our life to keep our foundation strong. He promises to surround us with his unfailing love and peace. It's a wonderful way to walk through life. What a promise. So as you guys uh, break up into groups, I have a few questions for you to be thinking about this morning. Uh, the first is very simple. How is your faith right now? How's your faith doing? Uh, it's a dynamic process. Uh, we all go through seasons of stronger faith and, uh, and other times when we allow things to block our full surrender of our lives to Jesus. I used to ask this question a lot when I would meet with a Christian buddy in the city. Um, you know, if we haven't had a lot of time to spend together, we were connecting for lunch for an hour. You know, I'd talk about the Yankees and the Giants or whatever for 10 minutes, but then I wanted to make sure we dug in. And I would just start with that question kind of straightforward enough, and it would just lead us in all kinds of interesting directions. Um, second question, were there any of these five suggestions that hit home for a reason and why? Uh, I'm sure some of you are firing on all cylinders in all these categories, but maybe the Spirit's just putting on your heart one of these areas to kind of focus on either during the Christmas season or as we start into the new year. 
And third, if you're comfortable, share an area in your life that you know is not right, that you haven't fully yet surrendered and you know you need to. Um, and if you don't want to share the specific area, then just just share that you have an area that the Spirit touched on your heart and ask for some prayer. Um, so I'll uh, I'll leave you guys to, uh, and I'll jump into a group somewhere as well if I can, but um, I'll leave that with you uh, this morning. I, again, appreciate the opportunity to speak with you this morning. Very grateful that you guys are, are continuing to show up. My brother always used to say, and it was, uh, it was mentioned earlier this morning already, you just got to show up. And uh, that's an important part of, uh, of this whole process of meeting together as NCS brothers. So thanks for being here this morning. Sorry I couldn't be with you live. Um, but I look forward to seeing a bunch of you. Uh, please come down and, and visit Paul and I in Florida. We've got lots of golf capacity to share with you. Um, and, uh, and again, I, I want you to know how proud I am of you guys. It's, uh, it's a wonderful thing to see you all this morning. Uh, there's just, as I've said earlier, there's just nothing like uh, doing kingdom work together with brothers that you know and love. For many years, Tom was a lone ranger, right, Tom? I think you would agree with me you're, in some ways. And you're like, man, I got to have some butts to do life with. Uh, and he became very intentional about seeking out the, some guys to do life with. And that's why he encourages all of us to have those buds. So if you don't have a bud, I mean, there's a lot of guys in the room today. There's a bunch of guys on Zoom. Man, it would be awesome if you find a couple guys in this room to really do life with and you know, for the last 15 years, man, it's been an absolute joy and pleasure. It's not always been easy. We've had some struggles in life, and, but man, it's been an absolute joy. And, uh, so anyway, NCS has been a great blessing to me in my life. And I'm you know, so happy you're here today. And Tom, it's so great to hear from you, bud. I thought you did. Glad to be with you. I thought you did a great job. So I'm going to pray for us. Uh, as we close here today. Lord, thank you so much for time and leadership for our chapter. Uh, thank you so much for the leadership that he's given uh, to his family, first of all, to the church, and to the parachurch group, and then to his friends. Uh, what a great example and uh, life he is to us. Disciplined, devoted, faithful, intentional, but also one who struggles with things. And he's put a couple guys in his life to share struggles with and to be able to help overcome those hurdles that, that we all face. Lord, help us to uh, take some couple nuggets away from today. And especially if we don't have a bud, that we would find someone who could share our life with to help us to be the men that you created. And Lord, we know that it's an encouragement to be around NCS because we're helping each other be better husbands, fathers, and friends. Uh, thank you for the vision of this group. Thank you for our leadership and Matt and the other guys here. Uh, I pray you continue to bless this chapter. Uh, be with Tom and his uh, family in the holidays. And be with all of us during the holidays. It can be weird for some of us, but for others of us, it, it could be a great time. So Lord, we pray that you would superintend all of those and help us to be drawing ourselves closer to you each day. Thank you for this morning, Jesus. Amen.